The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to potentially the most important episode of the Baseball Insiders of 2023 until the next one that eclipses it in importance. But for now, opening day is nigh. It's tomorrow, and we are doing our full preseason predictions, division winners, wild cards, World Series champions, award winners, the big show. And by we, I mean myself, Adam Weiner, and fan side, it's MLB insider Robert Murray. As always, Robert, thanks for joining me for probably the most fun episode of the year until we get to the all-star teams and the trade deadline and the World Series. You know what? It's just going to be a lot of fun this year. It is going to be a lot of fun. And good to be here with you as always, Adam. And I thought this was going to be a fun show, actually. And then I saw your tweet that saying that only one of us may make it out alive. So I guess this is going to be this could be an interesting show. But um, I, I am very upset for you or with you for stealing my MVP uh, pick. That's um, not very nice of you, but we'll, we'll get into that later. But um, yeah, let, let's get weird, I guess. Yeah, we we did it separately. I'm going to let you go first on that one uh, because you, you have been touting this man all year, and, and I also believe in this man. Um, we we differ in a few of these. Um, we are shaking hands on plenty, and I will say the weirdest thing um, about sort of predicting 2023 baseball is that I don't think a lot of people are willing to go out on that many limbs. There is going to be a playoff team that neither of us see coming. Uh, I think probably, but most of the baseball world is sort of aligned on which teams have differentiated themselves. Like I think you and I have picked fairly similar teams across the board. And then you look at a lot of other prediction columns and so have other folks because we are sort of in an era of haves and have nots at this point. We are. And it's like, as I was coming up with all my predictions and whatnot, I noticed that you, as you said, you and I were aligned on a lot of them and I had to zig while you zagged on one of them. Just because, like, I didn't want us to be totally the same. Um, but, yeah, it, it's strange. Um, it feels almost, I don't want to say too predictable, um, because that's a very dangerous place to be. Because, you know, baseball, I mean, one injury here, one team outperforms mm-hmm. any expectations, and it's going to throw a huge loop and everything. But um, for now, we're aligned, and that kind of kind of terrifies me, Adam. I'm a little spooked. I mean, there are a couple of teams that I feel like I can pinpoint right now and say if they were to leap into the playoff field, I would not be shocked. Like I have some teams in mind who are not listed on in our champs or wild cards where I'm prepared to say I like this team. Maybe I'm the high man on this team. And and one of them is if you if you watch the episode on Monday, you know, but 
Um, let's just uh, let's dive into it and let's go division by division. And if we have to stop and break a little bit of news, then uh, of course we will. See the comments going off, uh, hoping for a uh, Brian Reynolds extension, hoping for a World Series champion, Chicago Cubs declaration. I'm not sure. Who knows? Uh, we'll we'll field those as we come to it. But let's start in the AL East. Um, and it took uh, it took some guts and some gumption for me uh, to to pick my team. But I will say the Franchi Cordero signing from an hour ago pushed me over the top. I am choosing the Yankees in the AL East, and it, I think it's tight. I think if Carlos Rodon's injury was any worse than it appears to be, I would probably have to give the edge to the Blue Jays. I think it's going to be. Uh, not a 99 win Yankee team like last year, but a Yankee team that is built better for October, a full year of Anthony Volpe, a full year of Oswaldo Cabrera, Harrison Bader. When he gets back, all of those are market improvements for the Yankee fans who say we did not get any better from last year. I don't think they're likely to win 99 games again, just because that is hard, but I have them at 96 and the Jays at 93 or 94. What are you thinking? I think that's a very fair expectation or prediction for the Yankees. Like, I don't think they're going to end up being a 99 win team either, just because that would require Aaron judge to put up a season like he did last year. And like, obviously judge super talented, totally worth that contract, but putting up the numbers or replicating those same exact numbers could be really difficult. Um, But it's going to be very interesting to see how they overcome those pitching injuries. Uh, Like that rotation so far or right now, it looks like a disaster just based on all the injuries there. Um, I think 95, 94 wins is a very realistic number, but um, I think they're clearly the best team in that division with the Blue Jays being the the second best team as well. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that the Yankees aren't getting more love. Um, I I don't think a lot of people are going to be excited to hear that (laughs) statement, Uh, but I do think this this might be one of the very few podcasts where the two hosts are aligned that they are probably the best team in the East. You're seeing a lot of Blue Jays, and you're seeing a lot. The Athletic just put out their group survey today, and they named the Yankees the most overrated team in baseball by a pretty significant margin. I think 25% of respondents picked them. And a lot of that had to do with the pitching injuries. I'm I'm surprised to see that. Um, I think a lot of people still treat the Yankees like they are, uh, you know, the dynastic Patriots. And every time there's a leak in their oil, they're like, oh, the Yankees are overrated now. I think um, they don't get enough credit for putting together a great regular season roster because of their failures in October uh, that have led them to become, you know, the this year's overrated team. I actually feel like this is a better roster than last year. And if anything, they're underrated. That said, spoiler alert, neither of us have them winning the American League or the World Series. Yeah, I I don't necessarily understand the overrated label for them either. Um, I think they're properly rated. Um, Yeah, not overrated, not underrated, but properly rated. You know, I just came up with that off the top of my head. I kind of like that. Um, (laughs) That's a Robert Murray original. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you all have that trademark by the end of the show. Uh, So thank you very much, everybody. But um, yeah, it's I'm. I'm very optimistic with the Yankees this year. I think that's a very fair thing to say. I think they're going to end up being the team that faces the Astros again in the ALCS, and that's just going to create complete and utter chaos again. I don't think they're better than the Astros, though. We'll get into the Astros a little bit later on, but the Astros just, they seem like the Yankees is kryptonite. Um, and I yeah. just, I don't know if they got better enough this offseason to kind of change that. Yeah, and I'm going to need to see, uh, A, what Rodon looks like during the regular season, and B, if he is in that Astros ALCS rotation. Because if they have Carlos Rodon, and he's a Cy Young finalist, he's 15-6 and six with 
230Ks and 180 innings, then I might change my tune. Uh, but as of now, I, I agree with you. Um, let's move on to the AL Central, where I think our takes differ. Um, I've got the Minnesota Twins here. Um, and I have the Twins because I feel like last year was a worst-case scenario for them in many ways. Uh, you know, Obviously, you, you Byron Buxton breaking out, you lose him again. I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and say I can guarantee you Byron Buxton will be available and active and healthy all season. But I think Correa's year was strange. Now he's there long term and he knows he's there and they know he's there. Um, I believe it's weird that I'm picking them because I don't even really like the arise for Pablo Lopez trade. But I think that Joe Ryan is uh, probably going to have an even better year this year than last year. I think the rotation is deeper. I think the bullpen got some legs in. And I think the outfield without Buxton is strong. I like uh, Trevor Larnuk a lot. I like adding uh, – I-, I want everybody to keep an eye out for Matt Walner, who's still at AAA uh, St. Paul, but hit the longest, hardest home run I saw all of last year in the Futures game. Um, I think he'll be a factor at some point. I like adding Christian Vasquez behind the plate. He's always on winning teams. Basically, I think everything went – uh, poorly that could have gone poorly for this team last year. Mm-hmm. And I foresee them being closer to a 90 or 91 win team this year. What do you think in, in the central? I do think they are going to be better than they were last year. I, I think that's absolutely the case. Having Correa back and adding um, other pieces into that rotation. Uh, Pablo Lopez, obviously a huge addition for them. Um, they've added other pieces throughout the offseason, So I do think they're going to be better, but I still don't think they're going to be better than the guardians. That is my pick to win that division. Um, they won it last year pretty handedly. Um, I don't think they had any big offseason losses. If I'm remembering correctly, they added, they're trying to extend numerous players right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got one done yesterday. It sounds like Trevor Steven might be rather close to an extension. Um, maybe there could be another. I don't know exactly. They, they reached out to like five or six players and tried getting those discussions going throughout the spring. Not exactly sure what's going to stick, um, but they have a very talented young roster. Um, they, I think, are a very, very, very good team. We got to see what, how they ended up playing last year. I think that continues this year. That's a team to beat in that division. I'm sticking to it, but the Twins are a very intriguing pick. I, like that be, I also want to say this, too. I desperately wanted to pick the Chicago White Sox. Yes. But I just don't have the confidence in them at this point. They need the I like I, I like their manager. He's I mean, they couldn't do worse than Tony LaRusso, to be fair. Um, but like it's just it's they're just not a legitimate contender to me right now. Um, that division to me entering opening day is between between the Guardians or the Twins. Probably my hottest take of this. Uh, well, maybe not. I've got some more hot takes, but I I, I like this division more than most. Um, I like the Twins sure. and the Guardians a lot. I like. Uh, I'm worried about uh, Tristan McKenzie and and the amount of time he'll have to miss. But I know that that team prints pitching, and they're going to miss him. But they're going to be able to accurately backfill that spot. Alex, you're right, and and Oscar Colas is a big opening day rookie addition to that White Sox team. I'm not sure about their defense. I'm not sure about their pitching, um, and, and we need to see big bounce back years from Giolito and a healthy year from Kopech. 
Um, you know, but you're right. Like neither of us have the confidence to pick the White Sox, but there's a chance everything goes right there and they make a run. I like what the Royals are putting together. I like uh, what the Royals pitchers looked like in spring training without Cal Eldred uh, trying to solve them and unlock them. Um, I like Vinny Pasquantino. I like Bobby Witt Jr. year two. I like MJ Melendez in the outfield. The Tigers are the only team in that division I actively dislike. Um, but that is that's good. That's good for baseball. I think there are four uh, worthy teams in that division. And uh, I, I don't think that the Royals or White Sox will win it. But I don't think that this one is quite as bereft of talent as, say, like the NL Central. Definitely fair. And I, I have two two things I want to say after you said that is that one, you said you actively dislike the Detroit Tigers. I hope Kurt Menching and, and Mark Paul are not watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, two two fellows we work with who are diehard Tigers fans. Um, and two, this popped into my head before, um, and I, I forgot to mention it. The Guardians are trying to extend a lot of these players, but one that we have not seen, at least publicly, I don't know if any discussions have happened here, Shane Bieber. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Guardians before some of these pitchers that they've had um, like get their big payday, like Trevor Bauer, uh, Mike Clevenger. Um, there's another one. Or Carlos Carrasco. I don't know if he necessarily falls into that category. Um, but they've they've traded pitchers before they got their big payday. Bieber's getting relatively close to that. Could he end up being a surprise trade candidate during the season, during next offseason? Who knows? But like it popped in my head because like his name was absent from the report from Zach Mizell, the athletic yesterday. And I was like, Hmm. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that was uh that was my Yankees surprise trade deadline acquisition last year. And I was not correct. Uh he is still on the Cleveland Guardians, but I'm I'm gonna join you on that hill and maybe die on it if they don't make a move this year. Yeah, I, I think definitely a fair trade candidate. Um to at least speculate on. I don't know if the Guardians will actually entertain it this trade deadline, but um, we've seen them do strange things before and you can never put anything past that front office because as you said, they just can churn out pitching like no other team. Yeah. It's kind of their whole thing. And that's why, uh, <laughs> I always pair them with the Yankees just cause Matt Blake, I think knows who, uh, knows who he wants hopefully and is able to figure out, uh, which pieces to pluck. Uh, now in the AL West, <laughs> the Houston Astros. I mean, <laughs> the Houston Astros. They're the yeah. best team in baseball. They're the most talented team in baseball. Every hole they need to fill, they fill every year. And I don't, I'm not worried about losing Justin Verlander at all. Like even a little bit. They had a guy who they couldn't fit in their rotation last year who threw a combined no hitter in the postseason. I, I, I don't think we, I don't want to think too hard about this. They're, they're the best team in the West. They're probably the best team in the American league. I'm going to, I'm going to go for a curveball here on you, Adam. I'm not going. I, I'm, I'm going with the Oakland A's to win that division. I'm just there. Kidding. You go. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got the Astros winning that division rather easily. But that being said, the Mariners, they are probably going to make the the playoffs as a wild card team. We'll get into wild cards in a little bit here, and that team would scare the crap out of me if I was facing them in a whatever, however many game series. Like they have offense. Their outfield is freaking awesome, uh, especially with the Teoscar Hernandez addition. Um, Offense is good. They're pitching. They got young pitching. Plus, they got Luis Castillo at the trade deadline last year and extended him. Um, they got they got pieces there, man. Um, so I'm give me the Astros. Um, oh boy, that, oh boy, Alex Rich trying to get me in trouble for predicting 
um predicting the a's that that could have given me in some serious hot water i that. was gonna i was gonna pick the a's too but then they dfa'd christian pache and then i was like oh well I, that, oh, yeah. what the hell was that <laughs> yeah i mean okay like you you he was one of their top prospects they got from matt olson he was yeah. there for what a year one year out of options and they dfa him hit 300 okay. in spring training I mean, that sounds like a guy with DFA. I mean, he would probably up their win total. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But, oh, like, what the hell? It makes – okay, it made no sense. Um, there should, considering the lack of talent on that major league roster, there is definitely a spot for Pache. Um, just that, that's embarrassing to me. Yeah, whether you believe in him or not, there was definitely a spot for Pache on that team. Oh, God, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I believe in it, but again, one year, one year, the the centerpiece of the Matt Olson trade. We're already yeah. saying we're out. Yeah. Yeah. Tara. I mean, they got uh, what Shea Langliers. I might be mispronouncing that name. They, they like him a lot, but um, Pache, I mean, I don't know if, ah, man, I, you know, the, you ever watch family guy, mm-hmm. uh, Adam, um, Peter Griffin had a segment called like grind my gears. If you ever appeared on the, on the news there, yeah, and that that grinds my gears that they did not find a spot for Pache because, oh God Almighty, oh not good, not good. I almost called you Carm again. <laughs> it's okay. That that doesn't grind my gears. I think that's fine. Um, sure. Alex, uh, Alex in the comment section though, asking what needs to happen for the Mariners to beat out the Astros. I do think that's an interesting discussion. Um, it just because I I can't really I can't really figure it out. Like J Rod. Uh, hitting another level and a full season of Castillo. And I think the Astros would have to lose a starting pitcher, right? Like they'd have to lose Javier or Valdez for an extended period of time. Um, because right now I think, I think the rotations match up pretty seamlessly one-to-one. I think the Astros would have to lose a starting pitcher and Robbie Ray would have to be 20% better than he was last year. And then you have a shot. Yep, that's precisely where my head was at too. Uh, if, if the Astros lose a couple pieces and um, they 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 are not able to properly replace Jose Altuve to start the season, then maybe we can end up seeing something. Uh, but I, I do think that the Mariners are going to be really they're going to be good, and playoff baseball in Seattle is going to be a freaking blast because uh, we got a taste of it last year. What was that like an eighteen inning game or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally can't wait. I think that's that's going to be a just that might be my team this year um, is the Seattle Mariners because I just I'm I'm very high on them I like them a lot. Let's go. I mean they go for it right. They got Castillo. Nobody else did. They had the you know they had the pieces they were willing and able to sacrifice. They got it done. The rest of the league did not. So hopefully um, you know, there aren't many cities that deserve it more. So let's get Seattle a little something. Um, I like it. Let's uh let's go to the National League. The East is hotly competitive. I think we both love the same three teams, but I'm gonna toss it to you first because I want to stay. I want you to stake your claim on the NL East. Who comes out on top? I this is the one I thought the longest about because you can make an argument for the Mets, you can make an argument for the Phillies, and you can make an argument for the Braves. I went with the Phillies. I really, really, really like them. Um, their pitching is really freaking good. They got Zach Wheeler. They got um, Aaron Nola. They have Taiwan Walker, who they signed in the offseason. Then their offense was good last year. Then you add Trey Turner to that, who 
I've said basically on every podcast for the last six months, he is good. He is the best shortstop in baseball. Um, I, I think they're an extremely dangerous team. Uh, they've got uh, postseason experience. They're got young talent. The Reese Hoskins injury kind of made me a little leery of picking them, but I think they have enough talent overall to overcome it. And then, you know, Dave Dombrowski, if there's a hole in that roster come the trade deadline, he's going to address it. Um, I did think that they should have added one of those Brewers first basemen, such as like a Luke Voigt or a Keston hero, but alas, that did not happen. Um, but I, I think the Phillies win that division and Trey Turner is going to be a big reason why. And, oh, we can't forget Bryce Harper is going to be coming back here in a little bit too. Um, just making them even more dangerous. That's just, that's a freaking great team. Um, that, that's my pick to win the division. There will be a year we're due for a year where the Phillies just have a great regular season. Cause even last year they were good enough to make the postseason and then flex their muscles when they got to October. But we haven't really seen this incredible Phillies offense do it for a whole regular season before. Um, I'm still not sure about the bullpen. I'm more sure than I was last year. Uh, I don't like the Craig Kimbrell edition that much. I think he'll be losing them some relatively meaningless regular season games and there will be Kimbrell consternation. But like you said, if there's if the bullpen's a hole again, Dombrowski is going to go fix it or at least try because he's not a fool. He knows how to patch these things up. I just think the Braves are are the perfect team, uh, the perfect regular season team in this division. Um, I, I love the Sean Murphy edition. Nobody is having a better spring possibly than Matt Olson. Uh, nobody is more excited to see the shift end than Matt Olson. Um, I think the Atlanta Braves, even without the back end of their rotation, are poised for a huge season. Um, and I think, you know, the, the Mets don't have this like picture perfect rotation either. They have studs at the top, David Peterson at the back, uh, Tyler McGill's at AAA. Like they don't have a full five man unit. The Braves don't necessarily have a full five man unit. It's an obvious spot for improvement we've talked about that in the past i think for me it's it's braves mets phillies at the moment but obviously you thought about this a lot i thought about this a ton and i could go either way um i don't mind the marlins i think the nationals are the worst team in baseball i think they're worse than the a's that's a hot take um i guess i guess we'll have to see i i do like um, I do like their young talent in the rotation. I think that's got a shot to be, I mean, maybe not this year, but give it a year or two. That could, that could be uh, rather sexy. Um, so that, but I, you have the Phillies as your number three team in that division. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. You've been hitting the bottle early. I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, well, you know what? You didn't deny it. Cold sober, cold sober, cold sober. I mean, I th- when I say third team in that division, I'm thinking like 98, 96, 95 wins. Like, I think okay. that's just going to be a barn burner. I don't think there will be, I don't think any of those three teams are ashamed with the way their seasons turn out. I just feel yeah. like, uh, I think the Mets are more likely to take on a fat contract at the deadline than the Phillies are. And, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I do think that's right. And we, obviously we got to see how they ended up doing well in the off season. They tried to sign Carlos Correa or Correa, even after adding all those pieces before that. And it just, they got endless money to spend. It seems like maybe Cohen's got a limit. We haven't seen it yet, but, um, if that opportunity presents itself, you can never rule out Cohen. Um, but I, I, I think I still think the Phillies are the team to be in that division. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe they end up finishing third, like Adam is predicting, but they're, they're number one for me. Number two, is the Mets 
three is the Braves. So I think we're basically flipped. Um, that, that division, that's got to be the most unpredictable division in baseball so far, right? Or right yeah. now, right? Yeah, and I'd rather see the Phillies take it. I, I can't lie to you fine folks, but I, I am hoping for a strong season from all three of those. I like to go to City Field just as much as anybody. Uh, keep the prices down, keep the secondary market reasonable, and let's have a barn burner in the NL East. Yeah, um, I've never been to City Field. I've always wanted to go, though. I know I know what John Heyman tells me, and he loves that stadium, so I, I got I to gotta get out there. By the way, speaking of that, Adam met my guy, John Heyman, yesterday. Uh, Heyman has changed my life, and I texted him yesterday. Or Adam texted me saying he was going to go to the podcast with uh, – with Joel Sherman, Heyman, and Rob Manfred. And I yes. texted Heyman, and lo and behold, he got to meet um, Mr. Weinrib over here. So take it away, Adam. Heyman, a super great guy. He shouted Weinrib at me because Robert gave him the heads up, I think. Uh, yeah, wonderful fellow. Uh, had a great chat with him. Podcast was great. Everybody who hasn't listened to that one, you know, all we're here doing is trying to be as, as good hosts as as Heyman and Sherman dancing around Rob Manfred trying to give him to answer questions. Joel Sherman said at the top of the show that he was two beers deep, the commissioner, when the show started. I don't know if that was true, but he definitely was doing a little hinting that maybe uh, he was not ruling out a salary cap in the future. So I would recommend listening to that podcast to get his words exactly right. Uh, kind of sounded like he was sort of saying, he wasn't saying I'm going to suggest a salary cap, but he was saying when you look around at the other major sports and everybody has something and we don't, you wonder if they've got it right after all. And it was like, oh, buddy, I don't know. Uh, that would be something. I don't know. Oh, man. Um, I feel like at some point we're going to end up having a very strong salary cap discussion. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily for it or against it. Well, I guess we'll have to see, but um, – Boy, that, I think that's going to be a prominent discussion for the next CBA. That's just what my gut's telling me, at least. Yes, completely agreed. And uh, we'll be here to talk about it if it comes. We are here live twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Please hit subscribe on the feed. Please like the video and, and subscribe on audio platforms as well if you haven't yet. I see that somebody has already bookmarked Robert's tweet tweeting out this predictions video. So clearly somebody wants to revisit this at the end of the year. I don't know if it's old exposed. I don't know who it is. Spooky. But if that's you, uh, then hopefully you're subscribed as well because you can start collecting our other takes. And we uh, we certainly love having everybody here in the comment section chiming in. Let's get to the NL Central where I know you're probably a little conflicted. I didn't see this as a coin flip. I think the St. Louis Cardinals are winning this division. And I think the St. Louis Cardinals are not getting enough credit for how strong this roster is. And I think that there is more of a chance that we are all talking about the Cardinals dominating into the summer led by Jordan Walker than there is that the Brewers or somebody else is taking the lead in this division. I am a very strong believer in St. Louis, even with their current pitching. Oh, me too. I don't, this is not a hard decision for me. This is not a coin flip for me either. This is the Cardinal, the Cardinals division to win. Um, they are the division to lose. Um, they are just, I think they're night and day better than any other team in that division. Like I, the Brewers to me, they're, they've got pieces. They got Corbin Burns. They got Brandon Woodruff. They got Freddie Peralta. They have Willie Adamas. They have Christian Yelich, but the rest of that roster really concerns me. And I, I'm not optimistic about them going into the season at all. They were one of the least active teams this winter in addressing the roster. William Contreras is obviously going to be 
a useful addition at catcher, but the rest of that roster just is a big question mark for me. Is Jesse Winker going to stay healthy? Um, what's the rest of that rotation look like? What's the bullpen look like? Because they don't have a clear eighth inning man because they had Josh Hader in the ninth inning last year. Then they had Devin Williams in the eighth inning. Then they traded Hader. Clubhouse just did not react well to that trade at all. And as soon as that trade was made, you could just tell from the juju from talking to people around that team and talking to players. It was just like uh, that season was going to was going to unravel. And lo and behold, it did. Um, the Cardinals, meanwhile, they have a lot of good juju on their side. They have Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, who are two MVP candidates. They have a young roster filled with talent. They have a rotation that scares me a little bit. Um, Miles Michaelis, obviously, just signed that new extension with them. Uh, I don't know when Adam Wainwright's going to be healthy. Um, but they have a lot of good players on that team, a lot of upside. Um I think the Cardinals win that division rather easily. And I do think that Ethan is onto something there. Um, if they, like, let's say the Brewers, they start off slowly here. Do, does Corbin Burns become a trade candidate? Does Willie Adamas become a trade candidate? Because if Adamas became available, I would imagine that the Dodgers and the Braves are going to be two teams that are going to be on that one. Um, Burns, I mean, he just switched agents to Scott Boris, and you know that Boris is not going to do an early extension before he hits free agency. So that that could also play a factor in this as well. Um, fascinating team to watch because if they if things unravel for them, that could change the entire trade deadline. The Cardinals rotation is hilarious. It's almost like they set out to build a rotation of threes. It's like Michaelis, Montgomery, Wainwright when he gets back, Flaherty, we'll see what he is. Uh, Steven Matz, like it's an unbelievable number of mid-rotation starters, but I think the Cardinals have the most outfield depth in in the world. I've never seen more young outfield depth than in St. Louis, and it all starts with a guy we maybe didn't even think was going to be there in Jordan Walker. Um, Ethan, I'm I'm down with your prediction too. Um, I think the I think the Cubs edge ahead of the Brewers, and I think we might be looking at a second half slide there in Milwaukee. Uh, what about your NL West? Um, this was tough. It's tough to say this out loud. And so I'm going to make you say it out loud first. The Padres. Yeah. I'm, that's, that's my team. That's uh, here's an early preview folks. The Padres are going to win the world series this year. Um, I love what they did. They have an offense that is unmatched. They're going to get Fernando Tatis jr. Back after like 40 something games, they're pitching, some question marks there, but there's still a lot of talent there. Um, bullpen. I mean, you got Robert Suarez, you have Josh Hader, you have numerous arms there. What AJ Preller has done with that roster. Um, extremely impressive and a huge shout out to Peter Seiler, by the way, by the way, for funding that team and like letting AJ Preller basically, I don't even, I don't even know what the word is to describe what he's done, but it's been just freaking unbelievable. Um, I think they win that division. I think they represent the National League in the World Series, and I think they win the World Series. Um, so go Padres, I guess. I've got the Padres in the West, too, and I didn't even, I didn't even want to give the Dodgers a wild card spot, uh, but I did. I, I was, I was talking about to say, did you move the Dodgers? I put them in there, but I didn't. I didn't really want to. It, it's because yeah. of the the overall level of competition. I, again, I am struggling to see. Who else 
it makes the playoffs in the National League. I I don't have anything else to add to your Padres love. I too think uh, rarely does a team win the offseason and then also win the regular season, but I don't foresee this going wrong. I think they are the clear best team in the National League West. I think the Dodgers are going to get more than people give them credit for from Miguel Vargas and from James Outman in particular, who I think is going to be a top five rookie of the year finisher and was one of the last players to make the team out of spring training. I think he's going to get a lot of reps and surprise people, but I do not think the Dodgers are better than the Padres. Um, but my, my NL wild cards are, I, I have the Mets and Phillies who are finishing second and third in my NL East. And then I have the Dodgers and I, I don't know who else is going to come and take it from them. The, the Cubs could be close. The Marlins could surprise people. I love my Diamondbacks, but I don't think they're going to win more than 78 games at best. Um, I, and you you just had a different combination of the same teams here because I don't really know what else to do with this. No, we're basically aligned on that. Is I have the Dodgers, I have the Mets, and I have the Braves. Um, I think all those teams are I, – I, I would be shocked if, like, all the teams that we have making the, the playoffs in the National League because we have – what the Phillies, Braves, Mets, Padres, Dodgers, and Cardinals? Yeah, I'd be shocked if any other team in that in the NL made the playoffs besides those teams. Um, I, I think that I feel re- relatively confident, maybe too confident in that. Yeah. Um, again, that's a scary thing because you, you you can't predict baseball, um, and this could easily end up on old takes exposed, and this could this could go very poorly for the both of us, but. <laughs> Uh, any publicity is good publicity, I guess. Um, but I, I think all those teams are going to end up representing the National League in, in the playoffs. And I just I can't make a strong enough argument for any other team. I can't even really tell who else is looming. It's I guess the Giants and the Cubs and the D-backs could screw this up for us or the Brewers. But I'm not more than 15 percent confident enough in any of those teams to say, oh, yeah. Put, put them in my field. Yeah, they'll bump the Dodgers out. Like the, the, the disaster is going to have to strike for that to happen. In, in the American League, I think we also have the same six teams. I have, uh, I have the Guardians and the Mariners and Blue Jays in my wild card spots, and then you have the team you didn't pick to win the AL Central, as well as the Mariners and Blue Jays, because yeah, that's what it's going to be. I. Uh... I've always known you were a smart baseball man, Adam, um, but it, it is rather scary how we're so aligned on this. Um, but that's just, I, I guess great minds think alike. Maybe we're spending too much time together, but that's yeah. kind of like how I, how I feel about it. And I feel, <laughs> I feel convicted. I feel confident. Um, and I'm ready for some team to make me look like an absolute idiot. So let's, uh, let's get weird, I guess. I feel convicted. I feel strange. And are you ready for me to annoy everyone, all the viewers, all the listeners? Can, can I annoy everyone for a couple of seconds? What, you haven't already? Uh, yeah, no, for a couple more <laughs> seconds. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't Wait, think who's so. this? The Boston Red Sox start the season with three at home against the Orioles, three at home against the Pirates, three on the road against the Detroit Tigers. I don't think they're making the playoffs. But you could talk me into eight and one to start the season. I, that, that's not annoying at all. I think that's a very factual and good take. Um, I mean, that's that's a very easy start to the season, and that could give them some confidence uh, going into the like the second week of the season. And who knows what can happen from there? But um, that could very well see that with that kind of a schedule, 
them being the talk of baseball. Like, oh, the Red Sox have done it again, and they're about to surprise and represent the the American League in the World Series. I'm I'm ready for that storyline to hit week two. But um, I, I think a crash down to earth is is probably going to happen after that. Yes, I don't I don't want to get Red Sox fans too hype. Your May is crazy. Your May is four with Toronto, three at Philly, two at Atlanta, three at home against the Cards, three at home against the M's. You go to San Diego for three. You go to the Angels for three. You go to the D-backs for three. And then you come up for breath with two against the Reds at the end of the month. So I don't think you're going to love May. I don't think you're going to love May. But I think you are going to start hotter than you might be thinking right now. At least have two against the Reds. Yeah, <laughs> Yikes, put man. those two and you're in business. But that first uh, 28 days of May is absurd. That's how the balanced schedule will, will get you. Yeah, they're going to start off eight and one. Then they're going to end up being like 10 and 20. Um, that's going to be freaking tough. Um, yeah, that, if they make it through that and they're still over 500, then then you might see me become a believer. But that that might not be very easy. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Um, now your world series winner just said that we are on the record. You have the San Diego Padres. I am going with Atlanta. Uh, it's, it's the one area where we really differ. I, I think, uh, I am predicting a world series rematch from 2021. I think we're going to get the Braves and the Astros again. And I think that without Justin Verlander, the Braves are going to edge them in seven on the road. Uh, you seem to, I think I'm the high man on the Braves and the low man on the fills. You are the opposite. Um, but I think we're looking at a Braves, Phillies, NLCS, and a and and Astros Yankees. Uh, what say you? That sounds freaking awesome to me. Um, I, I'm absolutely here for it. Although, uh, wait, did you have Phillies and um, Phillies and Braves NLCS? Yeah, I'm putting the Phillies through the NLCS. I I don't think their regular season matters much as long as they get to October. But I think. Uh, we see a very hotly contested NLCS there, and the Braves inch past them and then inch past Houston. Interesting. Give me the Phillies against – or not the Phillies, but give me the the Padres against the Braves. So we have both of our teams in there in the NLCS, and then we'll go from there. Um, but, man, I'll tell you, I think Astros-Yankees, that's got a very good shot, good, good shot of happening. I almost said it now. Where word by accident there. Good ass. Uh, yeah, that uh, whoops. Uh, but Phil, or, boy, I keep saying Phillies, but Padres and Braves, um, NLCS. Padres come out on top, and the Padres end up topping the Astros. Um, that's that's what I'm thinking. 
You heard it here first. I'd much rather, I personally would rather watch Padres Astros uh, or Padres Yankees. Give me the 98, run it back. But um, we are fairly aligned in these playoff teams. If you found a spot where we flubbed or if you believe in your team more than we do, feel free to let us know in the comments and leave it in your review. Leave it in a YouTube comment. Uh, keep us posted and keep uh, keep our feet to the fire all year long. Before we sign off, we'll do award winners real quick. Um, rookie of the year, you know I've got Corbin Carroll, and I've got baseball card money riding on it, but I went with Masataki Yoshida in the American League. I think uh, I think everyone who covered the World Baseball Classic wants it to happen, and if he hits 280 with moderate power, uh, he will grab a lot of headlines this year. What say you? I will say it is a huge upset you chose a Red Sox over a New York Yankee to win the I rookie scared. year. I am scared, but yep. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, your, your, your Yankees phantom has been revoked, uh, Mr. Weinrib. Mm-hmm. But for those, for the rookie of the year, AL, Anthony DeVolpe, um, I think that's, I, I, I feel decently confident in that. Um, and give me Jordan Walker in the NL. Those are two very unoriginal picks, but those two are just, I don't want to say generational talents, but not far off. And I think they just dominate this year. Um, so give me both of those guys. Volpe, I think it's important to note, too, uh, and it only makes your pick look better. War number 77 all spring long, and today, a couple of minutes ago, switched to number 11. That is a better number. Oh, it's a much better number. And, and fun fact, by the way, I was born on February 11th, so uh, we're basically best friends at this point. So shout out to Anthony Volpe. There you go. Friend of the program. <laughs> Hopefully, number two, Derek <laughs> Jeter, and number eleven, Anthony Volpe. Uh, yeah. Hey, by the him. way, uh, February eleventh is two eleven. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that information, but um, that, that can't be coincidence. I think it means that you get my Yankee fandom that you just revoked for the Yoshida pick. Now you have to wear it, and I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Go, go Yankees. Um, I, I've said go whatever team about five different times on this episode, so yeah. it looks like I'm rooting for. Uh, 16% of baseball at this point. Yeah, go Christian Pache, go A's. Uh, <laughs> you want to revoke my Yankee card even further, both of my Cy Young winners. Uh, I have Kevin Gossman in the American League. I think he is going to have a huge year for Toronto and and be part of the reason that they are going to be such a strong team entering the postseason. In the NL, it's the pitcher facing the Yankees on opening day. Logan Webb, upset pick. I think we all saw uh, Logan at his best in the 2021 postseason Forgot about him last year, outshined by Rodon and a very dull Giants team. I think this is his year to fully break out. Uh, what do you have for these two? I want to comment on your Logan Webb pick. I sneaky love that. Um, Logan Webb is one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. Um, and I I thought Logan Webb could be a, a candidate for an extension before opening day. But that being said, I was told it had like a 1% chance of happening. So that... Would not get your hopes up for a Logan Webb extension. I know Giants fans have been wondering about that, but um, don't get your hopes up there at all. But Logan Webb, I sneaky love it. Um, my picks, also very unoriginal. Um, in the National League, I have Corbin Burns. Um, even though I'm not high in the Brewers, I'm very high in Corbin Burns. I think he's a superstar. Um, he's going to end up cashing out whenever he gets that big contract. And now that he's with Boris, it looks like that's going to end up being um, as a free agent. And then in the American League, this one, I I could have gone in so many different directions with this. But I went with Jacob deGrom. 
he is the most talented pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. We don't know exactly what his health is going to be just because he's a bit of a wild card there, especially the last couple of years. But when he's healthy, I've not taken any other pitcher in baseball. So I'm betting on DeGrom staying healthy. Scary kind of thing, but um, if he stays healthy, I we got to see this spring what he's capable of. And it's a very, very, very scary thing for all those other teams in the AL. And there's no better time to make that bet on him staying healthy than right now when we're all at our most optimistic. Now to finish off with the MLB uh, AL and NL MVP winners, I will give you the floor because, uh, yeah, I think you influenced me on this one a little bit. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm glad I can finally be an influencer at uh, – <laughs> Yeah, Lord. <laughs> That's uh, right. It's Christian Pache in the American League. Uh, no, we don't wait, even know. Wait, how do you know that was my upset pick? We don't even know what team he plays for, so he might be the NL MVP. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, but give me in the AL, Shohei Otani. Um, I don't feel like that needs much of an explanation there. That guy's just an absolute freak show with what he's what he does. Um, and hopefully that he can help lead the Angels to the postseason because that would be a very good thing for baseball. The National League, we got to see this during the World Baseball Classic. I have been beating this drum for months. Give me Trey Turner as a National League MVP. There is a reason why A.J. Preller offered him $342 million. There is a reason why the Phillies identified Trey Turner as their number one target this offseason. And there is a reason why um, the Dodgers went out and acquired Turner a couple of years ago. Um and gave up two of their top prospects is because they believe that Trey Turner was the best shortstop in baseball. And you know what? I'm right there with them. I I've been saying this for months. He's going to win the national league MVP. And when that happens, um, me as the honorary number one fan of the Trey Turner fan club is probably going to celebrate that. Cause that, that will make me feel very good on the inside. You, How about got, you? you got me on Trey Turner too. I think he is due. Oh. He is due for a regular season befitting of his talent. Um, he was one of many stars in LA. He is one of many stars again in Philly. Don't get it wrong. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, JT Real Muto. It's, there's a lot of team and there's a lot of lumber there, but I think this is finally the year where he ascends, takes that mantle and has the kind of season where if he were in Washington having this season, not your MVP, if he is in Philadelphia having this season, he will be recognized. And in the American League, unless Aaron Judge hits 63 home runs this year, I don't know. If Shohei Otani is going to win the MVP every year. He's the MVP until he changes leagues. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's Yeah, I, it's, I honestly am petrified at how aligned we are on everything about this, Adam. It's a scary yeah. thing, but... Um, but like Otani kind of feels rather obvious, but I'm just, I'm very honored and thankful that I got you to join the Trey Turner fan club. So welcome aboard my guy. Oh yeah. I am. I am there with bells on, uh, ringing the bell in center field in Philadelphia. How about that? Um, and, uh, again, shout out to my man, Matt Walner. You will make the difference in the American league central this year. Uh, that's the limb I'm willing to stand on. Um, for now we shall see. Um, did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? The best part is no one will know until the end of the season. Uh, but at least we, we threw out that Red Sox thing uh, for everybody to keep watch over that. Keep following. At least we have some early season returns. Uh, see if we got it right or got it wrong. But uh, this is going to be a crazy season, regardless of how somewhat set in stone the playoff teams and the American League MVP seems. 
a lot of weird stuff is going to go down. Someone you're not expecting will throw a no-hitter. Someone you were not paying attention to at all will be 5-0 and with a 1.34 ERA in April. And then you'll be checking their stats in July. Like, how did they not make the All-Star teams? They, they weren't good in June. Uh, baseball season is strange and long. The All-Star game in Seattle this year should be insane. The trade deadline wild. The extension market maybe not done yet. Stay tuned for the next couple of days leading into the regular season. Uh, but as always, we thank everyone for joining us uh, on our special uh, pre-opening day time today, Wednesday afternoon. We're going to be Monday, Thursday, 3.30 Eastern, all season long. And it's season long, not off season long, because we got through the GD off season. We are there we're here. Opening day is tomorrow. Please subscribe if you haven't. Robert Murray doesn't have, don't have a show without you. And uh, this one in particular is very memorable. We went out on our limbs, man. Uh, I think they're reasonable limbs, but pleasure having you as always. It's a pleasure being here with you always, my guy. Hopefully we don't look like too much like idiots here. Um, and I will leave this for everybody. Hopefully I have some news to report by the end of the day. Um Fingers crossed, but at least by first pitch um, tomorrow. So we'll we'll see. But there, there's there's a shot. We have some news to report. I'm sneaky glad you didn't drop it on the show because I feel like I'm glad we got through our predictions on <laughs> and then now you're gonna get a moment all your own to drop that too. Hopefully, hopefully. I was. I'm not kidding you. I was nervous as all get up uh, that it would drop while we were on the show today, and you would see me just act like a complete idiot. Um, but thankfully I, I even, sh- I sent a text to the, to one person yesterday. I was like, am I safe to like go to bed early tonight? Or can I like, do I have to make coffee? So I go to bed and I'm like, thank God. Um, but, um, I guess, well, I guess we'll have to see. Let's, uh, as I like to say on the show, let's get weird at him. Let's get extremely weird. If you turned your Twitter notifications for Robert off, maybe turn them back on. Also, why did you ever turn them off? Keep them on. But if you did, bring them back. Uh, shout out to you, as always. Shout out to the viewers, the listeners, everybody rocking with us. Shout out to producer Joanne, who's doing an incredible job running the show and and who wanted to lock in her preseason prediction of the Phillies winning the World Series. I hope she's not too embarrassed by me saying that. Extremely loud and on the air, but you're on the record, too. If you're going to put our takes into the atmosphere, you have to live with yours as well. So exactly. we're going, we're going for it. No, it's a, it's a good prediction, and and Joanne is wonderful. Um, so we appreciate Joanne as always, and and thank you for making our show as good as it is, Joanne. We appreciate you. And again, I hope it's true. I'll be in Philadelphia a lot of the summer. I want to go to competitive Phillies games. I want World Series tickets. Let's go. Let's get weird. Let's start the regular season. For Robert Murray, I'm Adam Wander. Take care.